The other day, I was talking with a coworker, and I found myself saying that we don't always see the fruits of our labor with young people. We don't always get to see their full story. Usually, we only see a small part of it. We plant seeds, water, and we help cultivate. And we may never see what they grow into or who they grow into. But that doesn't lessen the impact that we can have on a young person. As I left that conversation, I prayed and hoped that my words would offer encouragement because I had heard some sadness in our conversation. On today's podcast, we're going to look at that a little more in depth. So let's go ahead and get started. Have you ever felt that we are losing young people to the world around them and that they have already chosen to walk away from Jesus without even knowing him? And did you know that all young people are at risk for something? That's why I want to welcome you to the Jesus is my hashtag podcast, where positive youth development and youth ministry intersect. I'm your host, Deb Schroeder. Join me weekly for encouragement, resources, and strategies to assist you in helping young people make Jesus their hashtag. Have you ever planted a garden? I grew up watching my dad every summer in his garden. He worked tirelessly planting, watering, pulling weeds, and harvesting. He always had an abundance, especially of my favorite, tomatoes. When we moved to Iowa, my husband agreed to help me plant a garden. Want to know what I learned about myself? I don't have the patience for pulling weeds. And if you know gardening, you know that's pretty important. Now, I want to tell you a little bit more about my gardening experience, and I promise it relates to youth development. It really does. Our garden location was ideal, with it being the home to former livestock, so think amazing natural fertilizer in the soil. The first year we tried, I was gung-ho, and I was ready for all of the things. I was willing to weed, water, and check every day throughout the day on my garden. And then life happened, and I missed a few days, and the weeds overtook so much of the garden. Remember that natural fertilizer I mentioned? Trying to weed, I felt like I couldn't catch up once I got behind. We still produced an amazing amount of cucumbers, tomatoes, and zucchini, despite my lapse in weeding. And we had had enough success that we agreed to try it again the next year, with the commitment that we would plant maybe a little bit less. Year two came, and we tried again. We prepared a little more for the weeds, and we did plant less to hopefully stay on top of it better. Life happened again. I was a little less gung-ho this go-round. I wanted all the amazing garden-fresh produce, but I wanted it with a little less headache. Honestly, my husband really came through as I lost more and more interest the busier I got that summer. He managed the garden and declared that we didn't need to do it again the next year, and he was right. Partly, I think I wanted the garden because it had so many amazing memories of my dad from childhood. I wanted that green thumb experience, and I wanted the joy that he felt in working the soil. I was willing to wait for the yield, but all the in-between didn't keep my focus. There you have it. I'm not a gardener, or at least not one in this season of life with traveling soccer and kids still at home. Maybe one day I'll try it again, or try a small container garden, something that I feel like I can handle a little bit better. Either way, I know gardening is not in my immediate future. While I may not be a gardener, I do understand the process, especially if we talk about youth development in this way. Think with me for just a minute about what youth work looks like 
if we think of it as a garden. As caring adults, we plant seeds, we water, we nurture, and tend to those seeds. At times, we have to weed out the things that threaten our seeds and the growing plants, and we wait to see the harvest of our labor. In other words, as a youth worker, whether you're a parent, teacher, coach, pastor, volunteer, caring adult, your job is to help a young person cultivate the knowledge, skills, and abilities and attributes that they need throughout adolescence and into adulthood. Your role is to plant seeds that speak the truth of who they are and whose they are. Your role is to tend to them by nurturing their mind, spirit, body, and their heart. We make sure they have their basic needs met so that they can grow. Just like a plant needs water and sunshine to grow, young people have the need for food, shelter, and safety, as well as love and affection in order to grow. Our job is to help provide that or to help them access these things. And we spend time helping young people weed out the things that don't grow them, that stall them, that distract them. We help young people figure out what these things are and what things that they may need to remove from their life in order to continue to grow. This work is all about cultivation. And when we think about youth work and cultivation, let's be honest here. We are talking about a long season with unknowns. And that describes the teenage years. Youth development is a long season that at times includes growth, stagnation, weeding, frustration, celebration, and lots and lots of waiting. As a parent, when we're raising a child, we get that it's for the long haul. We get that we have more time to make an impact. Societally, that magic number has been presented at 18, or when a teenager becomes an adult. But how many of us were suddenly on our own at 18? or ready to be on our own at 18. I know I wasn't ready. I was still being parented, parented differently, but still being parented even in my college years. I was learning, changing, and growing, but I still needed some guidance and support from my parents. And I can tell you as a mom to two college sons, at 18, life didn't suddenly change for me. My role shifted a little bit in terms of them needing more responsibility, freedom, and space. But those boys still need their mom and dad. We're still helping them navigate life and helping them develop healthy habits. We listen to them as they figure out their own choices that they need to make, and we offer perspective. As a parent, we spend year after year waiting and watching for our children to grow. That's part of our job. As a teacher, pastor, coach, small group leader, volunteer, we know that our time with young people is limited. And we also know that we have less time than that of a parent. This limited time can make us feel a heightened sense of desperation to make an impact, to see growth. It can make us anxious to see the full picture of a young person's story. But in God's wisdom and perfection, he gives us the here and now. And he asks us to live in the moment, not in the longing. And yes, that means we live in the waiting. Regardless of our role with youth, We wait to see the fruits of our labor. We wait to see what all the time that we've spent together produces. We're waiting to see who our young people become, and we're waiting and hoping for success. Just like I became impatient with those weeds, we can feel impatient while we wait to see progress in young people. We can even start to hear the enemy's whispers that a young person isn't changing, isn't growing quick enough or fast enough, that we're running out of time. And if we listen to those whispers, 
We can start to become frustrated or panic that we're not doing enough to help a young person. We start to believe that we're failing or falling behind because we're not seeing the growth that we want to see or the growth that we think we should have seen by now. Has this ever happened to you? Have you ever started to doubt yourself, to doubt your young people? Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 always speaks to me when I start to focus on what I want to happen versus focusing on what I have in the moment. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him, and He will make your path straight. I would much rather spend time trusting God than doubting that I'm doing enough. If I stay focused on serving as God is called, He will keep me on the right path. He will guide me as I help youth cultivate what they need. Now, here's what I learned in those two summers of gardening. The weight is part of the journey. You can't speed it up. You can't skip a step. But how you choose to look at the waiting and the work that happens in the waiting, that makes all the difference in how you feel. And it makes a difference in how you show up for young people. That first summer of gardening, I was all in. I was excited and ready. I was okay with the weeding. But when it started to feel that I wasn't making progress, I started to become unfocused and even a little unsatisfied. That second summer, when I hit that weeding wall with my busy life, again, I was unfocused. As a youth worker, I know there are moments of great excitement and anticipation. But I also know when working with youth, we can get stuck in the weeds. We can start to feel like we're not making progress. We cannot catch up. We cannot move forward. When we hit a point of impatience, frustration, worry, or even desperation to make progress, that's when we need to pause and lean into God a little more. We need to remember that we have a very specific role, a very specific way that God has called us to show up and connect and engage with a young person. All that we do and say is just a small part of their story. We don't know where we fall within their story and if we will see their whole journey. We have a small window, a small season to plant, water, and help cultivate all that a young person needs to grow. From a faith perspective, we have a small season to help a young person come to know Jesus and grow to love Jesus. We may only be sprinkling a little water on a seed that has already been planted. Or we may be busy weeding out lies and untruths. Or we may just be offering love and care that warms them like sunlight does to a plant. We're just part of their story. We're just one caring adult in their life. Whatever our role with youth, when we can acknowledge that we're just one part of their story, one caring adult in their story, it creates an opportunity for us to grow our own faith and our trust in Jesus. Knowing that we may never fully see the impact that we have on a young person, it gives us the chance to fully trust God and to fully trust that God has another caring adult who will pick up where we left off, or another caring adult who can move a young person in a direction that we could not. In this garden of youth development, there's not just one gardener. We all have a role to play in helping a young person cultivate who they are. And our roles all look different, but they all matter. Sometimes they coincide. Other times they don't intersect. But at all times, our roles matter because God is writing this story. 
when we can acknowledge that we may not be the person who brings a young person to Christ, or that we may not be the person a young person trusts the most, or we may not be the one that a young person turns to in times of trouble, we're opening ourselves up to trusting that God can and will fill in the rest. We are embracing our simple role, our single role in the moment. And when we do that, we show up differently. We show up ready for the waiting, ready for the dry seasons, ready for the weeding, ready for the harvest. We show up ready to be used by God in His way, in His timing, and in His plan for young people. And as we show up, I always think it's a good idea to do a little self-assessment because it helps us to see all that we truly are doing, and it can help us identify ways that we can engage even more. So my challenge to you this week is to ask yourself these questions. How are you planting seeds for young people? How are you nurturing their growth? What are you doing to help them cultivate the knowledge and skills that they need? What are you doing to help cultivate the faith of a young person? After you have thought about these questions, I want you to spend some time in prayer, asking God to show you the ways that you're doing these things. Ask God to use you in ways that bless the young people in your life. And ask God to give you the understanding of what a season of cultivation looks like, even if you never fully get to see what is produced. Pray that God allows you to live in the moment with young people rather than living in fear of what you've not done or do not get to do. Pray that God helps you to accept whatever role or whatever season he calls you into in the lives of young people. I pray that your prayers and time with God brings peace and joy over you as you serve youth. And I'll see you next time on the Jesus is my hashtag podcast. Hey there, fellow youth workers. Thanks for tuning in today. Remember what Matthew 9.37 tells us, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. In other words, keep showing up and keep caring.